It's the Daily Autism Radio Show. Welcome back. It is Mark and Melissa. Parents of 5-1, our youngest son, Cal, on the spectrum. He was diagnosed just about uh, three years ago. Uh, three years ago last month. Yep. Um, so welcome back to the show. Um, gosh, we've been doing this radio show now for uh, several months, and it's been really cool to meet so many other parents, many of whom you know have a child that's been newly diagnosed, uh, but to meet people online uh, through our online media platform, dailyautism.com. So we're very active across uh, all the social media platforms. We would invite you to uh, reach out and connect with us at dailyautism.com. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. We're all over the place. All over the place. We're all over the place. Finally starting to get back to normal um, as it relates to hurricanes and storms. And, you know, when you have kids on the spectrum, special needs children, man, the hurricane is like whatever it is, it's like times 10. It's always a Category 5, even if it's a Category 1. Yes, I don't care if it's a Category 1. We're putting up the boards. <laughs> yeah, you're heavy on the boards. But it's interesting because it's like what that does to Cal, it's like so like the board in his room is still up. Okay? I know, and we're, he's been having the best sleep. Yeah, we're over a week removed. So it, <laughs> it's things like that. It's like the board went up and he was kind of unsure and he was staring at it and he kept saying the roof, the roof. You know, right. I think he had he thought the roof kind of fell down on the window because he couldn't see out of it. And he goes, the roof, the roof. And I'm like, no, it's just a board to protect us from the storm. And he's going, no storm, no storm. And I'm like, oh, boy. So it's like one thing would lead to another. So now I'm kind of at this predicament. Like, do I take the board down? Well, I think you should. But at first when the board at first when the board went up, I had to explain to him. Um, I'm like, there's a board going up. There's a storm coming. I'm like, you're not going to be able to see if it's if it's early in the day or night, whatever. And so um, he doesn't look out the window anymore. I know. He but stopped I, looking out the window. I know, but I'm like, can can this can we sustain this lifestyle like of having a board? <laughs> I mean, it probably needs to come down because real life is not a hurricane board, right? It's you got to be able to look outside, right? You, and he does like the birds, and he's kind of obsessed with the trash trucks when they go by. He's memorized their schedule too, which is very interesting. But it's I will say, hurricane prepping and storm prepping with a special needs child is really really different i mean all aspects of it are really different and my biggest thing is like the internet is goes out so i'm like where is this dvd player make sure it's charged before like a portable dvd player yeah or batteries i would get a battery one because i had already lost this cord and thank god i found it but yeah the 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 other thing you can do um with dvd players and hurricanes um, really, any kid doesn't have to be special needs. Is you can charge them in the car. Like if you start your car and drive around. Oh yeah. You know they'll charge uh, in one of the one of the jacks in your car. But it it is so many things that you don't think about, and you know you've got like you said, um, you know losing power, losing internet, tough for everybody. But a lot of these special needs kids, um, they learn and they get a lot of their sensory inputs on screens. You right. know, um, he's learning about prehistoric animals. Um, he's got this video all about animals that are animals that are extinct. And that video is part of his day now. He knows he will go through and 
look at the extinct animals and he'll identify that they're extinct and he'll say what their name is. And not the, not the name like we say. He does like the very scientific, like scientific laboratory names for these animals. He actually woke up this morning and he was going through the names in his head. Yeah. And kept say, I would hear him like whisper the name and he was just going through it over and over. Yeah. Like the video. He has it memorized. I, I was like, it's oh. incredible. I was like, hey, that's a stegosaurus. And he's like, no. And then he gives me the name, which is like Stegosaurus and like four other names. It's it's like if you were researching the DNA of this animal, you would have to have the very specific name. And that's what he does. And then at the end of it, he'll go extinct. <laughs> and so it's hard to explain. But he even has like he also watches like a dog video and he has special names for the dogs. Yeah. And so if you see a dog, and you're like golden retriever and he'll go, no. And then he'll say golden retriever. But then there's like a couple of other names because there's like European and there's English and he he'll just go on and on. But so like that's part of his day. And when these hurricanes run through and they take out online access and power and everything. And so that that whole process is disrupted. It's like, uh, I don't know if he's going to get to his extinct animals today, but he needs to get to his extinct animals today. Just like. What would you say a year ago? It was it was like he had to have his baby shark time. Right. He had to get, you know, mommy shark, daddy. He had to go through the whole thing. He had to sing the song a certain amount of times. And that was just part of his day. I mean, there was no getting around that. He had to have that part of the day. Just like, you know, some people need to, they need to go to the gym every day. It's like you need to go to work every day. You've got to eat your dinner every day. You know what I mean? Like that, those are just part of his days that are sort of non-negotiable. Yeah, I am also just happy that the power didn't go out, which I this is the beginning of storm season, so <laughs> I'm yeah. crossing my fingers that it doesn't happen. But even part of his day is doing Play-Doh, so I can't imagine being in the dark, you know? Yeah, at night, that'd be tough because, you you know, well, we have those lights and everything. I mean, there's, listen, I'll, I will say, you know, you can get away. There's, there's, we know a lot of people who sort of do no storm prepping. They're just like, hey, you know, we're just going to live our life and see what happens. First off, I don't think that's smart. Um, anyway, because your quality of life, if you're, I remember Irma, we were out without power for uh, a week, a week. Yep. Imagine if that was now, like if Cal was six years old and that happened a week, we'd have to get a hotel. There's no way. I, I, I know, but even a hotel with him now is hard. Oh, I know for a yes. week. All of it would be hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, what would you do in that hotel for a week? I mean, it's just, you think about the whole thing and it's like, okay, the, the hotel has power. It has air conditioning. That's great. But it's like, it's a small little room and there's only so much you can do. Well, and even with you, um, I was talking, can we get in the pool after a storm? Because well, like when the last Irma, he was five weeks old. So we just didn't even, it was like our first hurricane. He was a baby. I mean, I just didn't even think to get in the pool, but our pool was a disaster. It was. And yeah. so it depends on how much stuff's in there. You, you don't have electricity for the pool pump. You'd have to get everything out. You'd have to shock it. You'd have to run the pump. You'd have to make sure the water, you know, it's just so many things. Yeah. And so when you're, you're dealing with a special needs child and you're, you know, but at five weeks, I mean, he was still, most of his life was sleeping at that point. Most of his life. Oh, I mean, yeah. he would wake up, he would eat, he would kind of smile for 20 minutes and then he was kind of back to sleep. Um, but I was thinking if the power went out, what are we going to do? So I thought we can swim. Yeah. You know what I mean? He loves, but I guess at a hotel you could, well, I was even saying, you know, we could go to the beach, but this one with all the erosion, the beaches were a mess. I don't even think we could have gone to the beaches. 
Yeah, the sand was covering the roads. Yeah, it was it was a mess. The beaches were everywhere except the beaches. They were either out in the Gulf or they were like you said on the on the Gulf Boulevard. So, yeah, another thing was like I didn't go crazy buying extra food. A lot of people do, mm. um, but the only thing I was worried about was having his food. You know, having his uncrustables, having certain bars, having you know fishies. Yeah, it's tough because you know families of special needs kids get it usually it's a very picky diet and it's again it goes back to like it's non-negotiable like you can't say hey the power's out we had a storm so now you've got to eat all this other food they're just not going to eat they you won't know, eat it, it just won't happen so you know stocking up i mean i saw people you know it, it seems to be the first instinct is to run and get gas and i get that if you're getting on the highway and you're evacuating i get that if you're not you know, having a full tank of gas is like, well, I don't really get it if you're not leaving or if you live in a place where you don't have to evacuate. Also running to the grocery store and buying, I saw people literally, they must have been buying five or $600 worth of food. And I'm like, I just, you're not going to eat more because of the storm. You know, like I, I, I get you, there's some things that you want to have in case it takes a few days to get them. But, man, to just stock your cabinets and your refrigerators uh, until you can barely close them is like, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 it's, it's odd to me. But I will say from a special needs, you know, having a child, uh, an autistic child, I get their food stocking it to the gills. Because if you can't get that, they, they won't eat anything else. Like with us, if, if, if we don't have something to eat, we'll just go on to the next thing to eat. Right. And the next thing and the next like we have so many options. Right. I mean, we have I bet even the food most people have in their house, they could live for like two months if they had to. Yeah. If you actually went down to every last right, can right. And, and everything in the freezer. And, you know, I, I, a disaster like that. I mean, I, I just I'm not saying it couldn't happen. I'm just saying you'd have to really go back in time to find a disaster where people went two months without being able to get food in the United States. I, I mean, it's unheard of. Right. You know, two months. I mean, is even even the worst of the worst. I mean, the Red Cross came in. They brought in food. They brought in water. I mean, it's just you really got to think about that. And, you know, especially now with, you know, I mean, inflation is just still outrageous at the grocery store, you know, to buy all this extra food. I mean, how long is it really going to take you to eat all that extra food you bought? And was it better to just keep that money? But when it comes to special needs kids, I do get stocking up because they won't just find the next thing to eat. You know, they, they won't say, oh, well, you know what? We ran out of this. The grocery stores won't be open for another week. Oh, but we do have 25 cans of tuna, 10 cans of soup. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. He literally has like not very many options. I mean, he'll eat mac and cheese out of the craft mac and cheese box, yep. but he won't eat easy Mac. You know, so he's got to be a certain kind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's very particular. Um, so it's very hard to feed him. Yeah, it is. Let me um, say thank you real quick to our title sponsor, Warrior Mom. That's Tracy Slepsevic. Her book is Warrior Mom, and you can get that now at warriormom.org. There is also an audio version coming. Tracy is actually recording that now. She's been in the studio the last couple of weeks. This is a mother's journey in healing her son with autism warriormom.org and that of course uh, is where you can get all of Tracy's social media pages her channels and follow her on there she is also debuting the Autism Health Summit in San Antonio in February 
AutismHealth.com is the website. Tickets are available. Um, they'll also give you a preview of the conference. This is really going to be spectacular for uh, parents of autism, people, entrepreneurs who are in the space of products and services for families of autism. AutismHealth.com for that summit. Uh, it's at a really cool resort in San Antonio. Um, I think you're going to really like it. If you've never been to a conference, maybe you're new to the world of autism as a parent, uh, this would be one that I'd, I'd, I'd give five stars, and it's not even here yet, just because of um, Tracy's dedication to the space, writing books, speaking. AutismHealth.com is how you get to that. And, you know, in February... When that summit's going on, we'll be out of the storm season, thank goodness. We won't be worrying about storms in February. And the best thing also about uh, living here on the Gulf Coast of Florida is we won't be worrying about snow either. So February is, like, pretty nice. Other parts of the country, they fear February. They're like, oh, February, no, that's the worst. It's so cold and snow and ice. And, you know, their power goes out because of the, the, the ice gets on the power lines. The power lines snap. The wind blows. Your water pipes burst. You know, because of the cold and the snow. Yeah, I'd much rather have hurricane season than that. Well, I, I, <laughs> I mean, this is like our winter, though. It is. It, this is this is our winter. I think it's. I think other people in the country, most other states, um, go. Geez, how do you guys do it with the storms? And it's like, well, how do you guys do it with the blizzards and the ice and you know all of that? I mean, I remember growing up outside of D.C. People's people's roofs fall in. You know, it's like hurricanes blow pe blows people roofs off the roof off. Yeah, blizzards. That you put so much snow on that roof, they fall in. It's heavy. Yeah, and then the snow starts to melt, and so it gets even heavier because the water and it just sinks on your roof. I mean, it's no matter where you live, it's always something. It's I mean, it's just it's near impossible to find like that place where nothing happens. It, it's just near impossible. But with with the special needs world and a special needs child, um, it is. You know, it, 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 it's really something to to think about. And then, you know, like we have, you know, Cal has four other siblings, our four other kids, non-special needs. And so they're interacting in a different way. Everybody's home from school, you know, and it's kind of like, what are we doing? You know, uh, what's the day going to look like? The thing about the hurricane is it's it's not a one-day event, even though the storm itself is usually one day. It's the few days before prepping. Then it's the day or two of the storm. And then it's like three to four days after getting back together. Yeah. And then it's not only schools like out, but then no therapy. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I so, need therapy back for him. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that too. Right. Because so one thing about autistic kids, many, not all, but many, they have a problem with transitioning. So they get, like I said, you know, he's, he knows the garbage truck schedule for the entire neighborhood. There must be eight <laughs> different garbage truck companies in this neighborhood. He will wake up and go, here comes the garbage truck. And I'm like, there's no way he knows that. Ten seconds later. there, And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's, I know. it's incredible. I mean, in every day of the week, there's different companies in and out of this neighborhood. He knows them. And he likes to go to the window and he likes to watch him, you know, put the cans in and drive by. And he waves at the truck and everything. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's remarkable. I could I have anxiety even thinking about how to memorize the garbage truck schedule. I'm like, my mind, smoke would just start coming out of my eyes. Which the weirdest thing is, I've never lived in a place where there's 10 different garbage companies coming through. Yeah. And we have a small neighborhood. Yeah. I well, mean, <laughs> uh, un, uh, there's not a lot... Not a lot of houses. Unincorporated uh, areas of uh, the county. That's uh, that's us. So you know, everybody can pick their own <laughs> their own company, and um, you know, everybody just tries to get the better deal. So they're always they're they're always switching. But you know, it goes back to like the therapy, and obviously, schools out. 
And so they're, you know, they're off on that as well. It's just nothing is the same. And so again, you have to spend time going, listen, we're not going to go to school. You're not going to see your therapist for a few days. There's going to be a storm and you're walking them through that. And kind of what like the recommendation is, and it's a good one, is to, to show videos ahead of time. You know, here's what the storm's going to look like. You know, and so you would show, you know, like you'd get a YouTube video of a hurricane, right? You want to make sure this is not a storm where you're showing a house being, you know, <laughs> floating away. Well, okay. I was or just a roof yeah. being blown off. What you want to show is a palm tree blowing in the wind, right? right? Some rain hitting, you know, the roof of the house, maybe some waves, a little higher waves crashing. But what you don't want to do is scare them, is scare them, right? Because yes. then they're going to think every storm is this. Every time it rains, it's going to be that. Or every time someone says hurricane or storm, that, 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 you know, it's going to be like this massive de de devastation and destruction. Right. And Cal is very particular. He's very organized. He likes things a certain way. He doesn't want anything out of place. So after the storm, the next morning, he went and sat at our backslider door and just stared outside. And it was like, it was calm then. Like the sun was out. It was calm then. But he was like, he said it's messy because he wanted all of our lawn furniture and pool stuff back in place. And then he saw our pool dirty, you know? Yeah, he actually... Um, Which, so next time I would probably prepare him. Daddy's getting ready for the storm. He's putting everything in the garage, you know? Yeah. Because I, he sat there for a while and just stared outside. Well, I actually talked about that on, on uh, LinkedIn. And I said, Cal got up and it was really kind of... Um, it, it was a little eerie, you know, because he was very calm. And he went and he just sat by the sliders and was staring out. And, you know, y your backyard kind of doesn't look the same. It's everything, the furniture, the grill, the I mean, everything, the, t the, the towel racks, everything that would be by a pool in pool season is gone. So first off, it's really weird. There's no color because all, all of those things are colorful, you know, like, like like the tiki bar decorations, you know, all the stuff we do in, in the tropical culture. Right. It's all gone. So you're, it's like your backyard's gray. It's very <laughs> strange. I mean, it, it just, it, it looks like you just moved in. I mean, it's, there's nothing there. And so he's sitting there and he's looking at the sliders. And like you said, it was, it was very calm. I mean, the storm had left. It was cloudy, but it was calm. And he goes, oh my, what a mess. <laughs> and, and, but to kind of like reverse engineer that, think about it. Like it, it was not a mess. There was nothing messy about it. It's just everything was gone. But in his brain, how he sort of consumes that is that it is a mess because it's not the same. Right. Even it though it was actually probably the cleanest it's ever been because nothing was there. He's like, oh, my, what a mess. And he kept saying it. It was just bare. Yeah. But that's his way of and he couldn't say, where is the furniture? You know, right, right. where's this? Where's that? He was just like, oh, no, it's a mess. Like just I and then when he said that, I'm like, oh, he wants everything put back. You yeah, know? Yeah. It's and uh, you're right. It was not messy. Like <laughs> that was that storm was pretty easy for our area. Yeah. If you're, besides the beaches, you know, you know? If, if you're neurotypical, I mean, the last thing you would do is look at the backyard in that condition and say it's a mess. You would right. just say it's boring and, and empty. Right. I mean, it was boring and empty. I remember looking outside and going like, gosh, thank God our backyard doesn't look like it's all the time. What a horrible backyard this is. There's just <laughs> nothing there. It's just nothing there. Um, but the way he consumed it was, oh, what a mess. And, and again, in his world, in his mind, if it's not the same, then it's a mess. Right. It, it's totally out of control. And, and 
he sat there for a long time and looked at it. Ironically, I thought, okay, well, maybe I should go and start putting things back. But he also doesn't like to see the progress of things being done. So he wanted it to be back together, but he also would not like the process of seeing that go on. We learned that the hard way, I think, with um, you setting up his bunk beds. Yes. Yeah. Like he did. He was okay changing and having a bunk bed in there, but he did not want to see me take apart his old bed and put the bunk beds together. He wants to see the finished result, the finished product. Right. And, and so... It's just these little things, you know, we were talking about, you know, okay, well, uh, what'll be a couple of our topics for, for the radio show today? And since we're coming off of this hurricane on the Gulf Coast of Florida, I just thought there is so much thought. It's not even thought, actually. It's just straight up strategy. Like, you need to have a strategy for what you're going to do if X, Y, Z. Oh, and you also have to go back to A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. so many different things. It's exactly, it's exactly what you would do, again, if it were just you and neurotypical kids. But then there's always these little subplots in the middle of, of, of you know, the kids with autism, how they might take it. You know, going back to what we said in the beginning of the show, the, the hurricane board in his room is still up. You're now waking him up in the morning because there's no sunlight came in, coming in. On the second day, he light, like he was, I'm like, man, he's getting great sleep. But when he walked out into the living room and saw the sun through the other windows that don't have boards anymore. He didn't like that. He yeah, was, he was then, confused. And I wasn't here the day that you took the board down. So he had you take it off of the front window. Yeah. It was two days after um, his therapist came back and she actually was like, Hey, um, he, he wants that. He said he can't see the sky and he wants that. He the board. He was calling it some, I think he was calling it the roof again, take the roof off. And so I went in, I was like, how? And he was pointing it. He goes, off it, off it now, off it. Now, you know, I'm here while he's getting his therapies, but I'm not here watching Netflix. I'm doing things. Right. And I, I was, I don't know what I was reading or I think it was writing something. And I'm like, now? And he goes, now. <laughs> and I could just tell, like, he meant business. So I go outside, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, whatever. I mean, it's, it's 10 minutes, not a big deal, but it was 97 degrees. I'm covered in sweat. I'm, I mean, it's just Well, that's like, why it's like, you have to be prepared to put them up because you're going to get dirty and the same putting them down. Yeah. So it's, um, but again, now we, we still have his up in, in his room. We'll talk about the strategy of that in a second. Uh, I also want to mention technologynorth.net. This is a remarkable organization. One of the big things, uh, in the world of autism is what, are the lives of these kids going to look like when they graduate high school? Talking about living quality of life and employment. And that question doesn't come from me, but it comes from the CEO of technologynorth.net. That is Ling Huang, and he has built this really great organization. I want you to check him out online, technologynorth.net. They're also on LinkedIn. And see the vision of what Ling is building. He started this in Canada um, for these for these young adults now. They're out of high school, and he has come up with a system, a process, and a technology um, for, your, for these young adults to have gainful employment, to learn these really great processes, to have meaningful purpose in life. And I was telling Ling the other day, I said, you know, this is obviously undeniably awesome for the young adults on the spectrum, but the feeling that this must give the parents to see their, their child go, wow, you get up and go to work every day. And you like it and you're learning something and you're helping people and you're generating income. You know, it, it, it's 
it's a process of life that that really hasn't been put in place worldwide and uh ling through technology north ha- has done that so i just i think it's really cool technology north we appreciate their support on the daily autism platform i'm excited to see um how that evolves uh globally i think it's cool we think we, it's incredible it's in, we, we talk about that actually we've always talked about it i think i've i've thought about it more since i've met ling of you know cow six and i'm like Oh, we've got a decade. My gosh, that flies by. Yes, it really does. And you really don't have a decade. I was thinking about that because I think about it and everything, like even what we do for him and 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 the types of therapies, the amount of it, and even what we do outside of therapies, how our other kids uh, handle, handle cow and, and how we interact with them, I think is probably a better word. But preparing him for that adult portion of life. Right. You know, it's like, we're not really like you should, I don't know that we should look at it as we're doing this so you perform better in school or you can you know have friends. I mean that's all important, but I, it's this is about the greater purpose. You know what does life look like at 18, 21, 25, 45? Right. You know, were we able to put the building blocks in place for you to to have a have a career, a job? You know, can Cal go and perform at a place like Technology North? I'd love it. Yeah, I, mean, I would love it too. To go in every they day. They have a great system of yeah, and, of and, work, you and, know. I just I think about that a lot and it's interesting. I I feel like a lot of parents that I well, I don't feel like it. I've talked to many parents. They go, "Yeah, I woke up, my kid was 16, and I and I was like felt so guilty cuz I said I have not helped pre- prepare them for young adulthood." Yeah. You, you know. It does go by fast. Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, even in our world, five or six years, our house is going to be wildly different in five or six years. Well, even now, all of our kids are hanging out with their friends on the weekend, and it's me, you, and Cal. Yeah. You know, so I'm. that's how it's going to look. Tyler, our oldest, yesterday, I don't know if he told you, I, I went and picked him up from school, and he's like, yeah, the Marines uh, recruiter came today and sat at our lunch table and talked to us. And I'm like, wow, you're you're at the age where the recruiter from the Marines is sitting there. I remember that in my school they would come. Yeah. And I'm like whoa, <laughs> like that's, he's like, yeah, they wanted all our contact information and everything. And I'm going, this is unbelievable. Like, yeah. it's scary. And yeah. it's, it's almost there. It's almost there. I mean, the Marines are talking to our kid. So oh, it yeah. does, it does absolutely fly by. All right. So uh, storm prepping. And by the way, you know, uh, of course, you know, the, these radio stations, you know, that we're on across the Gulf coast of Florida, obviously susceptible to hurricanes. And that is primarily the, um, the really disruptive and concerning weather event here, but emergency preparation in general, you know, in general, sure. Many, many states, you don't need to put up a hurricane board. I get it, but blizzards, my gosh, tornadoes. I mean, all of this disrupts life. And if you have a special needs child, a child on the spectrum, you know, you do have to be prepared for that. I remember this class I took in college and it was emergency preparation and emergency communication, and they talked about go bags, and they usually, you know, unlike the military or police, they're called bug out bags. If you have to bug out, you know, like hey, we got a bug out, let's go, and ha- everybody has to have their bug out bag. You've got to be prepared to take this bag, get in, you know, some form of transportation, and get out, or you got to, you know, go on foot, whatever. Well, not that we would bug out, but we might have to have a bag in case we're we're displaced for a little bit. 
you know, like, like everybody should work on that. And the reason that I emphasize that with a special needs family is because that bag is going to contain things that you would never hear about in like mainstream life. You know, you got to think about the sensory toys. You've got to think about like, I mean, I'm thinking about cow now, right? Like, like jars of Play-Doh. Yeah. You know, stock up on Play-Doh. Yeah. I mean, you know, some kids have the bite bracelets. Other kids have the, the fidget toys, um, blankets, the weighted blankets, yep. right? That's going to probably be really um, important because you may be sleeping in a place you're not used to. So, you know, you're going to need that kind of sensory, um, the, the, the sensory uh, stimulation um, from, from blankets. All of that stuff, and, and I mean, we could go on and on and on. I mean, I, I'm imagining for Cal, he himself might need like six bags. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> he does. Yeah. Because if he wants that toodle piece of paper, you better have it. Yeah, art, the, whatever arts and crafts that they're into. I mean, I think that's that's another one that, you know, you've really, you've really got to think about. I, I was actually doing this in my mind the other day because, it, admittedly, like, we don't have bug out bags. We need one. We probably need to make them. You know, they say to make these bags and like put them in a um, in a big, uh, you know, like like, like a, tub. Yeah, a big tub in your garage or if you're up north in your basement. Don't touch it. Don't go into it. It's got to have the non-perishable snacks. Um, that is a good idea. Yeah, and it's like here's the deal. Things got worse than we thought. Everybody, go grab their bug out bag. We're getting in the car and we're leaving. Yeah, you, you know that's the situation where you have to leave, and you don't have time to, you know get your house in order. You know what I mean? I don't know why. I just always think about water coming up because I, when I hear the storm surge, it just <laughs> freaks me out. It's and dangerous. And I'm like, yeah. is our house going to be like full of water, like coming up and up and up? And you always remind me that we'll be able to see if that's coming. Because my first instinct is to always grab his floaty because I just want to be able to keep yeah, hold of him. I, I know. Which and sounds so ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And the reason it is is because... Because the water's not going to come up that fast. Well, we're... Because we're not right on the beach. First off, where, where we live, we would be able to see that the water is rising. It's, it is it is not a tsunami like where we are. This, we live certainly close enough to the salt water for the salt water to come into our house. That is absolutely true. Yes. But it is not in like a wave. Now... Now, that's where we live. I don't want people listening to go, what do you mean? I, you know, because people who live on the beach, it happens very fast. It's, it's not a tsunami, but it's very fast. It can be minutes that water can just come up, you know. so Yeah, that's what I think of. But I know, but, and these are your words, it's ridiculous to grab a floaty because in a hurricane with those violent waters, that little floaty is just... Not... I just want to be able to keep hold of them. Well, That's what I think. Yeah. If the water was coming up. So maybe if you live in a place where there's a tsunami... No. Those floaties are not... First off, those are things made... I in... just want to hold yeah, on to yeah. them. A, a floaty from five below is just... <laughs> no. You could buy a life vest, like those Coast Guard approved life vests. That might help. That would certainly be well, better. Yeah. But, you know, let's look at it like this. Let's never be in the position where we'd have to... Hey, everybody put their floaty on. Okay, here comes the water. <laughs> That's No, we need to be out. Uh, we need to be out. I, I, I will tell you this. Uh, I mean, and you know me because I guess, you know, I mean, you're my wife, so you know me probably better than anybody. Yeah. Um, I mean, I and real, I mean, I, I will just say this is this is ninety nine point nine percent because of Cal. I mean, my dream was I used to want to live on the sand like I wanted to be I wanted to walk out the back door, touch the sand and then, you know, 25 yards from that, be in the Gulf of Mexico. 
And I got to tell you, the last two and three years, and, and with with Cal's autism diagnosis, I I just I have no interest anymore, which kind of bums me out, you know, because I'm like, wow, like I really was like, you know, it's like I grew up listening to Jimmy Buffett. Ah, it's terrible. Jimmy's gone. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Buffett just passed away. But, you know, that lifestyle, he was so good at the escapism. And, and, like, you could close your eyes, listen to his songs, and just see yourself in that Gulf of Mexico with a cold drink. And just, oh, man, it's just there was no worries in the world. But, you know, with everything with Cal and then these storms and then the water. and Because and, I mean, if you live down on the beach, you have to evacuate. I mean, you are literally out of your mind insane if you stay down there. I, I mean, you just Yes, are. I agree. Yeah, I mean— if you don't believe me, look at Fort Myers last year, Hurricane Ian. I mean, I just, it, it, you know, we're not that far. I mean, it's the same, you know what I mean? It's the I same know. stretch of beaches. It's just crazy. And I just could not imagine doing that to him three, four, five, eight times a season. And then, you know, so so you're either staying at a friend's house. He will not do well at that because no. their, their home is not going to be um, prepared for special needs, as it shouldn't be. A hotel, uh, first off, I mean, you're stuck in a little room. People are stressed out because, you know, they're in your boat. They're worried about their homes being washed away. Right. Um, no guarantee the hotel will keep power. Many of them have generators, but many don't. So there's so many things living on the beach that I would just go, I don't think I could put them through it. And what if you did? your stuff got washed away? Like, Usually your house stays intact, but it doesn't mean it's like there's not six, eight feet of water. You just can't move back in. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, many times it takes months and months. Those people in Fort Myers, it's been over a year and a lot of them still aren't back in their house. Well, also, he doesn't want to be rushed out. Yeah. You know what I mean? We can't rush, rush him to go somewhere. But And that's Cal's a state of panic. He, he can sense our anxiety as well. He gets tremendous anxiety. That's part of his autism. Yes. So, some kids with autism do not have anxiety at all. Um, he has his anxiety affects him a lot. Yes. Yes. And, and I think he feeds off of ours as well. Right. So I wouldn't want to put him through it. No. And he's lived in the same house his whole life. I'm just thinking like if our house was on the water, he's lived in his house this, his whole life yeah. and he likes, he likes his home. He likes his house. He likes where everything is. And imagine if your stuff got ruined, he would be devastated. And not know how to say it. We, we've talked about that before with him moving or with us moving. Yeah. E even moving. It's like we're going to go live in another house now. I worry about that now, him being six. I mean, 16. He would say, I want my house back, you know? It would be, yeah, really tough. And so. And I told you before, like, I try to, like, test him on what's our names and stuff. And so I'll say, where do you live? And he says, my home. <laughs> Well, like he doesn't say Florida or what part of Florida. He says my home. He's also calling it his perfect house now. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I loved it when he said that the other day because we were out in the pool and he was ready to go inside. He goes, can we please go inside my perfect house? And I go, oh, that's I love that you think your house is perfect and you're happy. And then I thought to myself, that may also mean we can never move. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I know. I don't know. I don't know that uh, that that was the best feeling either. Um, we just won't need this house when our kids, uh, they're very close in age, the older kids, uh, when they leave, we just don't, we won't need to live here. Right. You know, so, uh, but that may again be something that's just more up to Cal than us. And, and that's, you know, part of, part of having a child, an autistic child is, is many, many of these big decisions are up to them. Oh yeah. And you have to kind of, kind of go, go along with that. Uh, I do want to thank the Lyft Academy 
and you can find them at liftfl.org. They have just opened their doors. They actually just had their ribbon cutting uh, of their new campus in Clearwater, Florida, a remarkable organization for neurodivergent kids. I'm going to tell you 95% of their students receive uh, scholarships, and Lyft will help walk you through that process. So you may be um, a family that's that's new to uh, special needs, autism, uh, or or one that's that's been in the game for a while, and you're just looking for a really supportive, proactive, and remarkable setting for your child. The Lift Academy would certainly uh, be that. Again, liftfl.org. The, the pictures of their new facility is uh, unbelievable. Yeah, it's a beautiful building. Uh, yeah, I actually saw the beginning pictures when they got this building. Um, it was over a year ago. And you look now, it doesn't even look like the same building. So um, they, they really, they, they went through every inch of the building up in Clearwater. I think formerly it was a YMCA building. You've been to it. We've uh, been to that YMCA before. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to imagine that it's Lyft now. It's incredible. I know. Yeah. It's really kind of cool. So um, it's just one of those things. I actually, on their first day of school, and they're still enrolling right now at Lyft Academy, um, but on their first day of school, they had, they had the, um, the Rays came in DJ kidding, I think is the, oh, yeah. the mascot. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. He came in and hung out with all the kids and, and the staff and everything. Um, you know, Lyft has really remarkable support in the, in the community in the Tampa Bay area, um, really all across central Florida. There's, there's a lot of parents that know Lyft that uh, live far from here. They've just heard about it. I know people that have moved closer so their children can attend Lyft. Um, and great people. Great people. I mean, the mission, you know, the, again, this is, uh, you know, we were talking about it before with, with Technology North and, and, and Ling. These are, these are people who, they had a meaningful purpose to start this organization. It wasn't a business idea. This was a, a problem-solving idea. And um, so it's just really, really neat to see them grow and, and, and just continue to serve the um, community at liftfl.org. Again, 95% of their students um, on scholarships, they can really help walk you through uh, that process. I love to, they have a, they devote a big part of their website um, to their very proactive stance on bullying, anti-bullying. Um, they're very, uh, very sincere there about that. And they want to make sure all their kids are there. Uh, they're being productive. They're being positive. I, I just, I love that they're so big on that. So many problems now, gosh, you turn on the news and it's just in the, in the public school systems and uh, geez, with the bullying and stuff, and, and it's it's really incredible um, the way that's gone. But what a great atmosphere and insulation there at the Lyft Academy. Um, well, actually, you'll be hearing more about Lyft. They got some great events coming up this fall. So they've got a great golf event coming up. I don't golf, but I'm going to go and support them. So I can drive one of the golf carts. That's about as much as I can do on the golf course. <laughs> Not a golfer. <laughs> Not a golfer. Um, okay, so we're talking about um, storm prep with special needs kids and, you know, some of the things that are important, if not essential. And as we've been sharing, so Cal's board is still on his window, and we're in a little bit of a predicament here. Um, do we take it off? Do we leave it on? Well, is there another storm coming? No. I mean, well, okay. not right now. I mean, it's there, there are storms. Uh, there are storms out there, but nothing immediate. Yeah. So uh, I'm I, sure I think our neighbors just... are probably like, please take these down. <laughs> well, I think it's better to have them down. Right. So people know that there's people in the house. Well, it's just the one side of the house, his room and his bathroom where it's on. Still. Right. But yeah, you can't see it from the front of the house. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think it probably the neighborhood's probably like, yeah, what are you guys doing? But I think for Cal, I, I just, first off, I really love that he's getting to sleep because of the board. I love that he's getting to sleep, but I also love that he can look out the window. So it's probably time to take it down. All right. So the board's <laughs> coming down. I have yeah. my duties for the day. Um, the board is going to come down. Then we'll 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 do that. Um, but one thing, uh, another thing that you have to be prepared to have, Cal's not potty trained. So I always have to stock up on baby mm, wipes. That's a good point. Yeah. And, and, and diapers. Diaper. Yep. Diapers and, um, baby wipes. Um, that's actually a good opportunity for us to talk about Aeroflow Urology. And a lot of special needs families don't know you can get free diapers delivered to your door if your child has a special needs diagnosis. Um, one of the factors, one of the costs that we didn't factor in with the special needs lifestyle are diapers and wipes beyond the age of what, two and a half or three? And finding are ones that are going to fit. True. What yeah. were our kids? About two and a half, three? They were two. Two. All of them were potty trained at two. Yeah. Well, so Cal's now six, so it's taken him three times as long. He still wants nothing to do with potty training. The, the, the amount of money a monthly diaper cost and a monthly diaper wipes cost for six years, it's incredible. I mean, we, and we've done episodes before and radio shows before about the excessive cost of having a special needs child, and it's undeniable. I mean, there's plenty of studies out there. It's, it's, uh, it's six figures a year, easy. And the diaper cost is one that I remember at some point going in, I, I went and got diapers, and I was like, this is our third trip this week getting diapers. Yeah. I'm, and so I'm looking, I'm like, do we really do this every week? It's like, yeah. And then I'm like doing that times four. And then I'm doing that times 12, you know, for three months and then times 52 for the year. And I'm going, this is crazy. It's crazy. Aeroflow Urology is um, a company that can help you determine if you can, in fact, receive um, these free diapers delivered to your door. It's 100% covered by Medicaid. The form, honestly, takes like two minutes to fill out, if that. And you can go to dailyautism.com and get the Aeroflow Urology link, and you fill it out. And like I said, two minutes. These diapers are delivered to your door. So, you know, we talk about the expense of having to buy them. But then, and I think this is super beneficial, you don't have to go to the store, the grocery store. You don't have to run. And, there's, and, and it's always with diapers. It's like, why is it always Friday night at 830 at night where you need diapers? Yeah, you like have oh. two left or something. It's like the smoke alarm. It never runs out of batteries at noon on a Saturday. It's 2.30 in the morning on a Tuesday. Yeah, <laughs> it's, <great. laughs> it's it the same thing. But uh, Aeroflow Urology, uh, and, and if you want that link, it's aeroflowurology.com slash dailyautism. But for radio purposes, you can go to dailyautism.com and click that link. And again, it's um, they're super helpful, and the form takes a couple of minutes. Delivered to your door in discreet packaging, right? So it's not like people see that you have diapers delivered. Some people think about that, and I totally get that. They're delivered in, in like a regular, you know, UPS, Amazon type box. Um, and they really take the process. They, they kind of take the lead in the process and get you going with that. I know from our probably Instagram and TikTok alone this week, I've got at least two dozen people thanking us for providing them that link. And I mean, I don't know who turned us on to it, but somebody did. I mean, it's like, this is how stuff in the special needs world go. You just have to hear about it from somebody going through it. Right. And it is a big um, cost saver, you know, big, but a great organization, Aeroflow Urology. Again, get that link now at dailyautism.com. 
Com. That's a you know, and that's a great point. I, I on my list of hurricane prepping and stuff, I did not think about extra diapers and extra wipes, because yeah. if the trucks can't get to the grocery stores or wherever you get your, you know, what are you going to do? You've got you got to stack up. You got to stock up, stock up. Yeah, and when Cal was diagnosed three years ago, when he was three years old, I, obviously our other kids were potty trained at two years old. He was three. He still wasn't potty trained, but I didn't think potty training was going to be an issue. And people probably think, why is it an issue? Well, developmentally, it's an issue. I mean, Cal's six and he's still like he's three because he has global developmental delay. Mm -hmm. And then also with autism is the meltdowns. And Cal has, I would say, at least five, three to five meltdowns a day that are lasting 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And the last thing I'm going to push him to do is go sit on the potty. Because any two or three-year-old does not want to go sit on the potty anyway. You know, you're like... Getting your kid potty trained, I always did ours in a three-day um, thing. Um, so I'd put them on the potty every 20, 30 minutes for three days straight, you know? Right. So it's kind of not a forceful thing, but you're definitely, like, I don't know. What's the word? Well. Like repetition? Yeah, but it's it's uh, it's pushy repetition. Yes. I mean, you, I you, mean you, nobody you, wants to potty train their kid. Right. And a typical two or three-year-old does not want to get potty trained. But you keep putting him back, putting him back. Yeah. So you're not going to push an autistic child to keep doing that, especially when they're having a meltdown. Right. So that's why it becomes an issue. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, at least for us. No, I, I yeah. And I, well, and we've heard from a lot of people on our social media platforms that it's the same, you know, and, and kind of what we were talking about with this is, you know, all of this kind of stuff is normal everyday life. And then, so with this uh, show and episode specifically, it was like, add the hurricane into that. Right. So it's just like, I mean, your just mind is like melting, you know, it's right. But, but you make a great point about the meltdowns, the three to five a day. They've gotten more intense. They've gotten longer. Um, and so being prepped, as I bring it back to the, the storm and prepping, you know, it's just one more thing you can do to avoid those meltdowns. One more thing you can have on hand because, you know, yeah, he's not potty trained. It, we don't have an option to go, hey, Cal, sorry for these couple days because of the hurricane. Just go on the potty. And he'll go, okay. I mean, it's no. just, yeah. So, I mean, imagine being stuck without, you know, diapers and wipes. You know, I, I mean, imagine that. Like, right. what are you going to do? You know, because he's not going to just go on the toilet because you don't have any. Um, yeah, You know, that's just not, you know, if you know anything about autism, it just doesn't, you, you, you don't get compliance based on your your current situation. Right. Right. It's not like, okay, I'll cut you guys a break on this one, but don't let it happen again and have diapers the next hurricane. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah, it would be great if we had a couple of get out of jail free cards, you know, right. We would have already burned ours, but you know, it, we would have gone right through those, but no, it's not how it's, it, it's, it's not how it happens. Um, I want to say thank you to Fun Factory Sensory Gym. They, I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know how else to say it other than this company builds the coolest sensory gyms ever, right? FunFactorySensoryGym.com. They build them in homes. They install them in homes. They install them in commercial spaces. So uh, therapy centers, hospital therapy centers, churches, schools, FunFactorySensoryGym.com. You can go to their website. They were featured on NBC. Uh, they were doing a really cool install. We're doing a big giveaway with them coming up this holiday season. We're actually going to do, uh, we're going to give away um, a home gym, a home sensory gym. To Which somebody. is incredible. Incredible. But I love these people because I, I, I love the work that they do. They're very, very good at it. It's a passionate, uh, driven thing for them. 
and you can see that in their work. Follow them on all their social medias. They do a great job documenting all their work on, on YouTube and uh, their YouTube shorts. You can link to all of that, funfactorysensorygym.com. Uh, really, really cool company. Excited to, to do some fun stuff with them this year and uh, beyond. So as we get close to wrapping this up, I want to uh, say thank you to everybody who uh, you know has participated in us growing our audience. Uh, as we've added in the uh, radio platforms, dailyautism.com is uh, where we are online 24-7. I got some messages the other day of people going, hey, we heard you on the radio, and, you know, my, my neighbor has a child with autism, my coworker has an autistic child, and, you know, so we all got connected through there. But dailyautism.com, again, all of our social medias are on there, um, some great conversations, sometimes debates going on on TikTok and Instagram. Instagram's been wild this week. Wild. In the world of <laughs> We don't have enough time to get into it. Maybe next week we'll, we'll kind of just do like, here's what's going on on social media and some of our top. We've got to talk about your Uncrustable thing. Ah. And the, when the world. I'll tell you, I would have never thought Uncrustables and autism would have this collision course, but it's happened on, on, on especially uh, Instagram. It's been almost two weeks. It's, been it's still going on. It's still going on. So if you want to check it out, go to Instagram. <laughs> yeah, dailyautism.com is the link to our Instagram. You'll find it um, right there. Finally, I want to say thank you to the original Krabby Bills on Indian Rocks Beach, Florida. I got to tell you, you know, they were right in the path of the storm, Indian Rocks Beach. There was actually a moment where this thing was going was gonna, to like make landfall close to Indian Rocks Clearwater Beach. They closed down for a couple of days so their staff could go and be safe. They reopened. When they reopened... They bought everybody a free drink. And, and they've got a bunch of different concepts, the original Krabby Bills. Yes, they, they do. We've got a bunch of... I mean, they were promoting. We're happy you guys are safe. We're hoping your power's back on. Let's come back and get together. They bought everybody a free drink. I know. First free drink. So nice. That's incredible. So anyway, I, I just wanted to highlight that that's, you know, that's the kind of uh, family that you're... Um, you know, that, that you're supporting when you go and you enjoy yourself at the original Krabby Bills. They support our daily autism platform. They really do serve the community um, that they are in. So thank you to the original Krabby Bills. I should mention uh, live music every day at the loading dock. And you can find us there eh, a good amount of time. We enjoy it. When we can get out, that is our spot. So the original Krabby Bills, Indian Rocks, Beach, Florida. Great way to uh, get, get people back out and social after a big storm. We will be back next week. Um, you can follow along our many podcasts online, again, at dailyautism.com, streaming on all the podcast platforms and the social media channels. We will see you soon. 